Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Wrighty Douglas. That's right. I'm right-handed as well. This is a right-handed podcast. Now, technically, Noel, who records this, is left-handed, but this is a right-handed podcast, so we forced him to use his only his right hand. Mm-hmm. His left is down behind him at all times, at mm-hmm. least when he's recording us. I don't care what the other podcasts do, but darn it, we have standards here. We do. Yeah. We're keeping it right and tight yeah. all the time. Yeah, because what we're firm believers that left-handed individuals are uh, debased. They're evil. They're freaks of nature. <laughs> and uh, they should be distrusted, at least, and re-educated along the right path whenever possible. Yeah, I mean, that's why we have the rule of left hand behind the back Yeah, in the podcast booth. I mean, my wife is uh, was born left-handed. She's right-handed now because we had that corrected. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and I love her, but I love her because, uh, you know, we corrected uh, what was wrong with her. Yeah, well, you know, my husband is left-handed, and uh, every once in a while I will catch him using it. Yeah. And our daughter's ambidextrous, and that's frowned upon as well. Yeah. Well, but that can be that can be fixed over time. We're, yeah. we're trying. Yeah. We're trying you just, to you just remediate it. firm with the discipline uh, on, on everybody in your life that is tempted to use their left hand for, for anything important. Yeah, so keep that in mind as you guys are listening, whether or not you're a righty or a lefty. Yes. It can be corrected. Now, of course, we're having a little fun here with uh, with our lefties because, um, of course, there are all sorts of stories about you know, the left, left-handedness signifies evil and left-handedness is wrong. And certainly we have uh, created a right-handed world because the vast majority of individuals are right-handed. Only 10% of the population is actually left-handed, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and in reality, there's nothing evil about you guys. But I love poking fun because everyone knows that this is not true. But but when you uh, when you start prodding and poking the uh, the left-handies uh, about this, uh, they sometimes get a little up in arms. Yeah. Well, it's true because I mean, think about it. You're pretty much outnumbered. Ninety percent of everybody else yes. using the right hand. You're forced to use the the scissors that are awkward and and bunched up and all sorts of different ways that you're navigating the world in which you have to try to fit in to this right-hand world. Yeah, but but as we'll discuss in this episode, uh, left-handedness brings with it its share of, uh, of benefits uh, in addition to its many curses. Now, you guys might have the upper advantage, actually. Yeah, certainly uh, in some hand. situations. The, literally the upper hand. The, the upper left-hand advantage. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, I wanted to point out that uh, you guys have been 10% of the population for a really, really long time. And this is according to Perry Kloss, writing for the New York Times. The size of the Southpaw population has held constant ever since hunter-gatherer days. And this is data that comes from studies of cave paintings and archaeological analysis of ancient artifacts and how they were used. So we know that for, what, at least 10, 15,000 years, at the very least, that this has been going on. Of course, you know, the human species extends well beyond that. But right now, we know you guys have been the minority for a while. Now, it is interesting, and we'll discuss the reason for this uh, shortly, in some areas where it's particularly uh, war-torn, where there's a lot of violence going on, uh, you'll sometimes see that the number of left-handed individuals uh, uh, increase and uh, this is uh, this is due not to the fact that left-handed are evil, and then if there are more in an area, it makes that area uh, more prone to violence. But it comes down to having a left-handed advantage, uh, supposedly in combat. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about why being left-handed is actually an advantage, um, not just in in uh, cognition, but also in warfare and other sports. Yes. Um, according to a 2008 study, a meta-analysis of 144 studies, that's a lot, 
which included 1.7 million people. It's a lot of people, too. Uh, men have 1.23 times the odds of being left-handed compared to women's chances. So if you are a lefty woman, then you are super in the minority. Which is weird, because uh, I seems like I'm around a lot of left-handed uh, ladies. Like, my wife is left-handed, my sister's left-handed, and we have at least a couple of uh, lefty ladies here in the office. It's true. Yeah. You should probably examine I'm that. not going to out them, uh, really. I don't know to what extent they're... Well, I think they're proud. Are they proud? Yeah. yeah. Lefties oh. do, do tend to be proud these days, and, and well, they should be. Allison Labramilk? Yeah. Kristen Conger? Yeah. It's not going to be like they can hide it, because you're inevitably going to have to go to a dinner, and you're going to be bumping elbows with the righty. Yeah, that's you. my chief complaint, I have to say, yeah. with my husband. Yeah. We always have to make sure we're in the the right position eating dinner. Uh, mother, right position. Uh, uh, that's right. See? Yeah. Uh, mothers over 40 are 128% more likely to give birth to a lefty than younger mo- moms in their 20s. And only about 1% of the population is truly ambidextrous. And this is according to Live Sciences article, Southpaw Stats. Now, when they say truly ambidextrous, what we're talking about here is that there's a kind of spectrum of handedness. Hmm. And so people may be a little bit left-handed or very left-handed on the spectrum. And it kind of reminded me of the Kinsey scale of sexuality. Some Ah, people heavily identify as homosexual or heterosexual. heterosexual. But then there's, this, there's, this, there, there's a lot of room in between. There's a sliding scale. And you're not necessarily going to be one extreme or the other, but somewhere on that scale. And the same exactly. goes for left-handedness and and uh, and, uh, and the ambidextrous. That's true. All right, let's talk about genetics because uh, lefties, I feel like, are often given really short shrift in this area because there's an association of increased cases of schizophrenia, ADD, and dyslexia with left-handedness. Yeah, and a lot of this comes down to LRRTM1. That's the specific gene that's passed on from the father that tends to increase the chances of someone being left-handed, and uh, the same gene uh, seems to confer slightly increased chance of schizophrenia. Slightly. Slightly. Yeah. And, by the way, this was a study on dyslexic children, so I thought that was kind of interesting. They mm-hmm. weren't necessarily going after and trying to figure out an association with schizophrenia. It, w- it wasn't funded by the uh, by the, the lefty support uh, organizations or the, um, or the righty power organizations. That's right. It wasn't funded by the right. Yeah. Um, so you have something called dextral or chance genes. And according to Claire Porak, she's a professor of psychology at Penn State Erie, humans are born with two genes for handedness. So you either have dextral or chance. And the dominant dextral gene induces right-handedness whenever it turns up. But if there are two pairs of chance genes, then that is when you become more prone to becoming a lefty. Now, all of this being said, there is an environmental factor here as well. So it's not just coming down to genetics. Mm -hmm. Um, Consider that identical twins often have dominant hands, and this is according to Violaine Lawrence, an evolutionary biologist. So even twins Mm -hmm. could be differently handed. Which makes sense because one can be like the reflection of the other, right? One's the evil twin, one's the good twin. (laughs) Right. Well, I wonder which one is the evil one. Now, this is interesting. Uh, and this one, we can, this, getting out of the schizophrenia area and into some of the positive, lefties, they say, tend to have a more balanced view of their bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because when asked to visualize space, uh, a righty tends to be more sensitive to their right side. Uh, and uh, their left side is more like a, like a T-Rex little arm, you know. So, <laughs> like, imagine, you know, we've all seen the, the homunculus, not the real homunculus that, you, uh, that a wizard brews up, but the, the one that, that represents uh, our body image and our sense uh, organs and, and, and basically uh, the shape of our body uh, as, in, as internalized in sense. Like, 
if we were to look at the way a um, a righty views their body, it would be you know a very right hand dominated, like a giant right right arm, and then like a tiny left arm. Like they're, they're it's very lopsided. Very lopsided. Whereas a lefty tends to uh, to not have that kind of bias, and this comes from a lifetime of having to deal with all the right handed stuff in our world. So they're having to deal with all of this right-handed stuff, but they're actually left-handed. So the two kind of cancel each other out and right the ship. Right, and which makes it makes sense that there's more spatial awareness and mm-hmm. could possibly be one of the reasons why a lot of lefties tend to be engineers because they're people who can deal with spatial reasoning really, really well. Um, and a lot of this has to do not just with spatial reasoning, but just your processing, your motor skills, uh, also language processing. But going back to motor skills, just wanted to lay out there that the nerves connect our hands to the areas of the brain responsible for motor skills. So there's a separate set for each hand, but the wiring is crossed. So your right hand is hooked up to the left side of the brain and vice versa. But when you look at lefties, they're taking in data, and they're they're really bicerebral, if you yeah. think about it, uh, because they are factoring in particularly language in both hemispheres, whereas righties are processing language in the left hemisphere. So as a result of the corpus callosum, we've talked about this, this mm-hmm. little guy before, it's the part that connects to both hemispheres, is about 11% larger in left-handed brains than right-handed brains. And this is this idea that it's actually aiding the lefties to be quicker on the uptake of information and processing it. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to deal more with left-handed individuals about why you might want to think twice about getting into a fist fight with one. All right, we're back. We're talking about lefties. And uh, if you engage in sports or fistfights or sports and fistfights or fistfights that are actually a form of sports, there's a chance you're going to come up against a lefty at some point. They're only 10% of the population. But uh, when you start looking at some of the big names in sports, you look at Adam Palmer, you look at Bobby Orr, you look at John McEnroe, Oscar De La Hoya, uh, and Babe Ruth, even though Babe Ruth supposedly wrote right-handed, these were all lefties. These were all people at the top of their sport, and they were doing it with the left hand. Yeah, and as you had mentioned, that uh, lefties living in a right-hand world, they have much more spatial awareness on both sides, right? Mm -hmm. And according to Melissa Roth in her book, The Left Stuff, biomechanical research has revealed that training the non-dominant side of the body can actually enhance the dominant side, and this is known as the cross-training effect. And the body's neural network is integrated on both sides, which would confer an advantage already, right? Right, and then if you're you're training to do con- to you know to, to combat uh, other individuals, say with swords, with uh, with pointed sticks, or in engaging to uh, to fight against them in a boxing match or in tennis, you're going to more likely you're going to train mostly to deal with ninety percent of the population. Mm-hmm. Unless you're you're saying I'm only going to box schizophrenics, in which case you're going to deal with twenty percent of that population is left-handed actually. Uh, due to the, uh, the, the slightly higher chances that we talked about earlier, but twenty percent uh, of the ten percent population of lefties. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So most of your training is going to revolve around fighting other righties, or even if you're a lefty, you're going to be more predisposed to fight righties. But then when you deal with a, a lefty, it's going to potentially skew things just a little bit because their hand dominance is going to be going to be different. Uh, their and, and their training is going to be different. It uh, it throws things out of whack. And we see this in the natural world, too. 
Right. Uh, we see this with sea snails that actually the shape of their shells are coiled counterclockwise or left uh-huh. as, as opposed to the more typical clockwise arrangement. Now, why is this useful? Well, it's because right-clawed predator crabs are used to kind of can opening them, right, with their, with their claws. But if they come upon a sea snail who's a lefty with a counterclockwise swirl, um, or configuration to their shell, then they can't get in there and crack them open. Yeah, they have evolved to eat righties, and then when a lefty presents itself, they can't cope with it. They're, they their their form is is not suitable to this altered form. A little bit like a righty in in the um, the boxing match with a lefty, right? Exactly. You can't yeah. really anticipate how this is going to play out. Yeah. Now that's that's why if a, if a boxer knows that he or she is going up against a lefty, then they'll inc- intensify their training uh, uh, with a uh, with a left-handed sparring partner. Because yeah, right. again, the, the percentage is there. You can't go if you're a professional boxer, if you're a professional tennis player, if you're just a dude with a sword in a on a medieval battlefield. Chances are you're going to encounter that left-handed individual at some point, and you don't want to just be completely decimated by them when it happens. But even that, even the training is not going to give you the advantage that lefties have with the processing, right? With the cognitive processing. Study leader Dr. Nick Turbin from the Australian National. University took left-handed and right-handed people and recorded the transfer time between the two sides of the brain, and he did this through measuring reaction times, and reaction times being huge in sports, mm-hmm. uh, to white dots flashed to the left and right of a fixed cross configuration on their screen. Uh, he compared this with how good participants were, were carrying out the task to spot matching letters in the left and right visual fields, which would require them to use the, the same parts of the brain at the same time. Um, Extreme left-handed individuals, those people on the spectrum, extreme lefties, were 43 milliseconds faster at spotting matching letters across the right and left visual fields than their right-handed compatriots. So, again, you're talking about a more symmetrical brain, a larger corpus callosum Mm -hmm. transmitting that information. So even if someone is swinging at you and you've trained against them um, and you swing against them, they're, they're taking in that data quicker than you are. Well, um, I mentioned earlier about how in war-torn areas you might see an increase in the number of left-handed individuals in your midst. Mm -hmm. And uh, this comes back to a study from a pair of French researchers, uh, Charlotte Fari and uh, Michael Raymond. Uh, This is between 2001 and 2004. They tested the theory of lefty battle supremacy by examining the prevalence of left-handed citizens in areas with high murder rates. Because in theory, these conditions would allow them a better chance to observe, at least statistically, the left, uh, the lefty survival of the fittest. And sure enough, they found that uh, lefty population percentages in these areas uh, went as high as 27%. So wow. again, up from uh, 10% of the population to 27%, because there's that much face-stabbing going on that the lefty fa- face-stabbers are going to actually uh, sustain their population, uh, whereas the righties are going to die of their face wounds. Okay, so you have some negative connotations of like schizophrenia, mm-hmm. uh, dyslexia, and so on and so forth, but now you have criminality added to well, the no, element it's here. Just, no, the, the, the culture itself is, is, uh, is, is falling into criminality and falling into violence. And uh, you can't blame the lefties for just being better at stabbing people in the face. That's just, that's just a fact. Right, but... An unintended consequence might be that, oh, those lefties, watch out. They're going to shank you. Yeah, I mean, it's survival of the, the fittest, really. Well, okay, so that's playing into this idea, though, that, mm-hmm. that lefties are inherently sinister. Yeah, that there's something off about them, that they're 
their skills seem a little better, and uh, we mm-hmm. can either chalk that up to, uh, again, the inner workings of their brain and uh, how they have to, uh, to to deal with a righty world, or it could be that they have a touch of the devil. I was going to say, well, they're packed with the devil, right? Yeah. Um, we look at, uh, at the left and the right in uh, religious terms sometimes, and this is because if you look at text, you'll see that Jesus ascends to heaven on the right hand of God. Yeah. You have a Virgil reference of descending into hell on the left. And so you also have um you have also have it ingrained in language. Like in Italian, the word for left is sinistra, which means sinister. So these things are already at play in here, sort of uh, giving us this idea of how to proceed with lefties. And we just did an episode on symbols and how that is silently guiding us in the way that we perceive the world around us. Yeah. In English language, right means both correct and right side. Mm -hmm. Uh, In our politics, uh, left tends to to, uh, denote uh, the more radical side. Uh, the, the more, uh, the more Out left side. field, right? Yeah. Yeah. Left field versus uh, right field, and uh, and then you have things like left-handed compliments, where it's a compliment, but it's it's like a vile compliment that is meant to uh, to drive uh, home some sort of an insult. And then, of course, in various cultures, there's also the idea that the left hand is the um, the wiping hand for uh, the poo for the poo, and therefore uh, to shake with the left hand is uh, is frowned upon, or to do anything with the, the left hand. Okay, but what if, what if 90% of the population, all of a sudden, were lefties? Well, we'd have a lot of stuff to change, right? I mean, all the deaths would change. Because suddenly the lefties, this would be their dream scenario. Suddenly they're in charge. They would probably uh, wipe the rest of us out. It's true. Um, and and I, I'm just going to predicate this on a study. It's a 2011 study published in Psychological Science by Daniel Casanto. And the idea was that you reverse the symbols of good and bad, right and left. It's and like the Starbelly Sneetches. Yes, it yeah. is. Some some who have them and some who don't, right? Yeah. And uh, what they are doing is they're saying unconsciously right-handers associate good with the right side of space and bad with the left. Now, of course, people who are left-handed do not have the same association. They think the left hand and the left spaces are perfectly fine. Uh, this is what they found out when they messed with hand dominance. And uh, what they wanted to do first, though, is they, they wanted to look at language and this idea of positive things being associated with the right side. And so to test this, they were asked, um, you know, right-hand participants were asked, which of two products to buy, which of two job applicants to hire, or which of two alien creatures looks more intelligent. Um, right-handers tended to choose the product, person, or creature they saw on their right, and most left-handers, most of them, chose the one on their left. Isn't that amazing that just in this spatial configuration, you can put person A on the right and person B on the left? And mm-hmm. if you're right-handed, you're you're more apt to hire that person or to think that this person or creature, alien creature, is more intelligent than one on the left. And yet, not to complicate the, the uh, scenario, but every time we look in the mirror and we consider the person most uh, central to our view of the world, we're looking at a re- we're looking at a reflection. We're looking at a reversal. Um, but I, I think you're onto something. You're uh, about the, the correcting of right and left in terms of their moral qualities and about this this glove. Yeah, well, this glove, the the, the researchers put this on the right-handers and the left-handers, um, and they performed a motor fluency task while wearing this really bulky glove. And it turned these right-handers in, temporarily into left-handers in about only 12 minutes 
of this lopsided motor experience. The right glove participants' judgments on an unrelated task showed a good is left bias like natural left-handers do. So it shows that you can just change up the scenario and, and actually have the bodily experience change your psychological experience. Yeah, so it's essentially uh, Sylvester Monk- uh, McMonkey McBean's uh, star on or star off machine, this glove. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Yeah. And gazing into the future and considering this possibility of, uh, of suddenly there being 90% lefties, uh, I can imagine them rounding up all the righties and making us wear those gloves so that they can change the way that we view the world. That might not be a bad thing, right? Because you hear that all the time, like you should change the hand that you brush your teeth with. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's good for the brain. It's good for the brain, right? So what if we decided all to do this? Is it possible? Um, What would happen if we changed our handedness? Mm. I think, I mean, it's worth worth trying. I, I want to do more of it because I was trying to think uh, on the, the, the right end this morning. I was thinking, well, what do I do with my left hand? Um, I, if, I, if my right hand is, is occupied, then I may use my left hand to drink water or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Or if I'm on the train, I may read with my left hand while I'm holding onto the, the bar with my right. But for the most part, I feel like I don't do enough with it outside of uh, the manipulation of various computer gadgets. Well, and as a result, actually, your your nerves are um, less developed in that, that side of your hand, by the way. Mm. Um, because it takes a while, if you're going to switch hands, to try to build up those connections. It makes sense, right? Because yeah. it's more of a pathway that's being used. And people who have sustained injuries know this, and they're not able to use their left hand. Um, actually, uh, according to Porak, she's the professor of psychology that I had talked about before, one student that she studied who had been in an accident that permanently injured his dominant hand was able to eat with a fork and other basic activities worked just fine. But when it came to... Um, cursive writing versus printing, he had a lot of trouble. I mean, printing was fine, but it turns out that when he was trying to write in cursive, it was a bit of a nightmare, and that's because these uh, two actions come from different regions of the same part of the brain, and there's a strip across the parietal lobe here, and handwriting is a fine motor skill while printing is not. So not everything can be sort of perfect, even if you are building up those neural connections in your non-dominant hand. Well, I, it was always a nightmare when I was trying to do cursive, uh, even with my dominant hand. So. You know, I was writing a note to my daughter's teacher. For some reason, I didn't cursive. I guess I was trying to be fancy. <laughs> and it was very hard because, you know, in this day and age, it's, it's very seldom that I actually write print anymore, yeah. let alone use cursive handwriting. Yeah. Kind of hurt my brain a bit. It's a dying art. All right. So I want to give you one more extreme example of becoming a lefty. Okay. And um, this can be found, actually, the evidence of this can be found at the medieval Fernie-Hurst Castle in Scotland. Uh, so just consider this fact that historically in castles, staircases are built so that the defenders at the top have their sword free to swing at opponents, while invaders have their swing impeded by the wall. So they're oh. thinking about this when they're building the castle. Like, how what's the advantage when I'm using my sword at the top and I'm trying to defend? Um, according to Sally Lincoln-Alger, She's a perceptual scientist at the University of Virginia. The warrior clan care at this castle trained to use their weapons in their left hand and even fitted their castle with a staircase that's tricked out just so that it could allow their left hands to wield a sword at invaders. And the ancestors of the clan care are all right dominant. So the huh. idea here is that they they weren't all, you know, 
miraculously lefties. They just knew that there was a, a lefty battle um, advantage, and so they actually trained themselves mm-hmm. to take advantage of that, that advantage. Yeah, I thought that was pretty impressive. That is. All right, well, there you have it. Um, a little insight into the world of lefties for you righties and uh, a little more self-knowledge for you lefties. You um, already knew you were awesome. Admit it. Yeah, they're, they're pretty quick no. to brag about their, uh, their powers. Uh, and, and, but uh, but anyway, we, we love our lefties and our righty listeners, so please don't take anything I said at the top of the podcast to heart. Uh, just take the uh, the science that we talked about to heart or to brain. Yeah, and by the way, Noel's left hand is looking a little bit beet red underneath all that. Oh, tape. yeah, we need, a, we need to unstrap him there. Yeah. All right, well, on that note, then, we're going to go ahead and sign out here. Um, you can find us in all the normal places if you want to reach out to us and tell us about your experiences as a lefty in a right-handed world or your experience of a righty living with a lefty. All of it's uh, fair game. Let us know what you think. But you can find us at StuffToBlowYourMind.com. You can find us uh, on Tumblr and on Facebook at StuffToBlowYourMind. On Twitter, we are Blow the Mind, And on YouTube, we are MindStuffShow. And with your left hand, you can write us an email. And you can do so at BlowTheMindAtDiscovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 